Welcome to this episode of Safe Home Podcast for struggling teens and their families finding their healing path. I am Beth Cyberson, a mom of an 18-year-old son, Joey, who has been dealing with drug addiction, depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation for several years. I am walking beside him as he struggles with his recovery, while I work on my own personal growth and healing. I know you haven't heard from Joey for a while on the podcast. If you listen all the way to the end of this episode, he's recorded a little message for you. Please find Safe Home Podcast on your favorite apps and social media, including on YouTube, Spotify, and Patreon. And I'm just wanting to put the word out there that I'm looking for opportunities to speak to groups of parents or others on the subjects of parenting a struggling teen, addiction, and mental health. If you know anyone who books speakers for meetings or events, please connect us. And you can always get a hold of me at safehomepodcast at gmail.com. So today's guest is Pamela Topjian, who is a certified hypnotherapist, and she helps people deal with trauma. She has a history of surviving trauma herself, and she has a real heart for helping others to see the light at the end of the tunnel. She's recently published a memoir called, I Didn't Come This Far to Only Come This Far, <laughs> which I think is an awesome title. Uh, we've Thank talked <laughs> on this podcast before that the best thing that parents can do is to improve their own self-awareness. Well, Pamela's worked with many parents of struggling teens, and I wanted her to share this healing modality of hypnotherapy in case some of you might not be aware that it exists and that it can help mitigate the chaos and stress of raising adolescents. Welcome to Safe Home, Pamela. Hi, thank you so much. I want to start with your new memoir and tell me about how you came up with that title. What does the this far mean? <laughs> well, you know, people have asked me because I keep like just now at this point after a total breakdown, I just keep, I'm so busy. Like I just keep going after one goal after the other. And people have asked me, you know, are you superhuman? Why are you doing all of this now? Or you don't have to do everything. And, and I feel like, you know, I didn't make it out of that stuck point to just not do anything. I mean, I'm in my fifties and, you know, not that I don't have at least another good 20, 30, 40 years left, but I didn't come all the way out of the childhood trauma to the total breakdown to make it out of that point to just sit around, you know, or to keep doing what I was doing. So I didn't come this far to just come this far, you know, you keep going. So, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. always more to do, right? Mm. Yeah. I, I'm a musician. And one of the things I love about music is you're never done. It's right. People hate that part, but I love it. It's like, I can go revisit a piece I played when I was 12 and I can keep making it better and I can learn a new piece and I can learn a new instrument. And there's just so many yeah. directions you can go. It's the same in, in our healing path. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's amazing. I mean, that really shows, you know, when somebody loves that there's always more to learn, it just, it keeps your passion going. It keeps your motivation going, you know? And uh, so that's awesome. And, and I think that the kind of personalities that don't like that are the ones that are going to have a harder time, you know, even in healing. So it's interesting yeah. how it all relates, but a lot of people just numb out with TV or video games or mm -hmm. eating or whatever, and just right. to avoid that pain of growth. But there's yeah. so much at the other end. It's it's painful for sure. It's yeah. like, yeah, it'd be easier just to sit and watch TV, but then you're sort of stuck and spinning. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're not even living really. Yeah. You know, you're just existing. Yeah. So, you know, as far as learning more with your healing path, I mean, um, you had mentioned that I'm a hypnotherapist, but um, I'm also a former nurse. You know, there's so many different ways to go about healing. There's so many different things and treatments and therapies that you can add in your toolbox of healing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not not everything is going to work for everybody or it's going to be a good fit for everybody. And sometimes it takes, you know, three or four different things and you have to find the good combination that's going to be right for you. Mm -hmm. And people give up so easily. It's one of the things I've heard over and over and over is I tried counseling and it didn't work. So, you know, or I tried therapy and it didn't work. So I guess, you know, that's not for me. And, you know, or this medicine or that medication, oh, I tried it and it didn't work. And they don't tell their doctor or they don't tell their therapist or their counselor or whatever they're doing. Um, You know, there's always other options. And your mental health care provider, even your health care provider, wants you to do better. They don't want you to stay in that space that you're in, the reason that you came in. Mm -hmm. And if something's not working, they definitely want to know. Yeah, because there's always other options, even with medication, you know, oh, there's yeah. always other options for sure. Dosages or different different medications. Or if you had a bad time with your therapist on the first session, go ask for another one or tell them, yeah, yeah I don't think this is a match, but I really want to. I right. really I would like to continue healing. Yeah. So let's find some other way or maybe they could change modalities or there's right. so much out there. That's one of the things I'm trying to do with this podcast is just make people aware of the other yeah. things that are out there besides just the regular things that everyone knows about. So right. I'm so glad to have you on. Um, before yeah. you talk about your hypnotherapy practice, are you willing to talk to us a little bit about the trauma that you experienced? So yeah. You can see that you have credentials of <laughs> traumatized. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I had in my childhood, my early childhood, my parents had divorced. And of course, everybody's parents divorced <laughs> just about. <laughs> so that's not a big deal. But um, but then in the 70s, which is when it was that my parents divorced, and I was nine years old. Um, they didn't really go after deadbeat dads. They didn't enforce the fathers to um, to help in any way like they are doing now. And so my father was out of the picture and he didn't help my mother at all. We grew up very poor, you know, in poverty. We were hungry a lot of the time. I was neglected in the way that I was alone and fearful most of the time and not given any parental guidance or supervision. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two older sisters and one of them was in a car accident and passed away when I was Oof. 14. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so sorry. And then um, also I had some date rapes in my teens and I had, um, you know, just moving around a lot and things one thing that um, my husband always says you need to bring up that I don't, I never remember about is I ended up having bunion surgery in my teens because I had worn shoes that were too small all of my childhood. Wow. And, <laughs> and I say, uh, bunions, that's like something that grandparents get. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. A teenager get that. Right. Wow. And when I went to the doctor and with my mother, of course, And they said the same thing. They said, what is a, you know, I think I was 15 when I went 15, 16. 
And, um, and then they said another thing that can cause this is women that are always wearing high heels with the pointed toes to work yes. all the time. But again, I was 15, 16, and I you know, never wore those shoes at that point. <laughs> so then when we told them about, you know, well, I didn't always have shoes that fit. I don't know if we told him that or if he asked, you know, another thing is, you know, if you didn't always have shoes that fit when you were a kid, you know, more often than, than shoes that fit well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my life. So um, that's what that was from. Oh. And, uh, you know, I know that my mother must have felt bad about it, but we never talked about it. We still don't talk about it. So, but anyway, so yeah, there was a, that. That's a pretty big symbol of what kind of was going wrong in your life yeah. as a child, right? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard. And that must've been difficult for your mother. So, but she just yeah. said, oh, putting a block up here. I'm not going to even go there. It's too painful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how did you find hypnotherapy? Like, did you go toward it yourself as a patient or a client? No, I was already in nursing and I was already sort of not, not necessarily burning out on nursing, which came later, but, um, <laughs> but more of just, I was sort of, you know, realizing that it wasn't quite the, you, you never left feeling like you were able to do all that you were taught that you could do to help people. Mm-hmm. It felt more often that we were doing a lot of disservice to our patients than actually helping them. And I also noticed a lot of business like, you know, they were more concerned with the money than the oh. healing, than the actual healing of the patient. Did you have like a um, certain number of this or that you had to do kind of quotas that you had to fill or? No, um, I, well, I was in, first I was in nursing homes, which is like, that's where a lot of the new nurses go, yes. you know, and it's just very strenuous. And um, you have between 20 and 40 patients at one Oof. time. And, uh, you know, you're just so busy and you don't have the resources. You're always understaffed Mm. and you just left feeling like you didn't do justice to your patients every day. And uh, because you were rushed every time you went in. So I was looking for something more holistic and a different, you know, more holistic type of modality. And while I was still working as a nurse, I found these holistic healing course, just like an overall course. And it had a little bit of different modalities. Like it had some Reiki, it had some coaching, it had some meditation practice, it had Ayurveda even, and it had hypnotherapy. So I took the little intro course of, you know, everything they had to offer Mm -hmm. and hypnotherapy really, really stood out to me. Mm -hmm. It was so powerful. I saw, you know, it work for people with really deep healing and, you know, resolve these issues that have been since childhood. And it just was so amazing to me that I then went down that road. That was in 2010. So I took course one and course two, and I still had to keep nursing for the money. And I was in not the best marriage. That was my second marriage, not the best marriage at that time, which talking about trauma, that marriage ended up, he was abusive, physically abusive. Mm -hmm. I left him, had a big breakdown where I could barely take care of myself Mm -hmm. and took a year off of just doing caretaking, house sitting, pet sitting kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to nursing for a little while. And that's where I started working with detox and recovery. 
you've worked with kids like my my kid mm-hmm. <laughs> in psychosis yeah. and rehab. Ooh, that's yeah. a tough and job. His, Thank you for doing his story that. was <laughs> his story was really interesting. I would just yeah, I just you know, it's just amazing. These kids are just so strong, and and it's such a shame that people, the general public don't realize that, you know, how much these kids go through, oh my gosh, you know, mentally and physically. And, and then they're forever stigmatized their whole life, you know, because of it. Yes. I'm, I'm so proud of Joey because one of the things, uh, well, two things, one is that he wants to help other people, Uh, Mm -hmm. even though he's still in relapse right now, he's really not doing very well right now at all. Mm -hmm. But I recently checked in, I said, you still want me to do the pod, right? And he goes, of mm. course, please keep doing the pod. I'm sorry. I can't do it right now, but I will come yeah. back when I can. So he gives everyone right. his love, by the way. Thank you for all of your support of him. But the other thing I'm proud of him yeah. for is that he, he just keeps trying. Yeah. He keeps trying. He doesn't shut all the way down. He doesn't let his diagnoses or his labels get him down. He just keeps trying yeah. and keeps open to other modalities and other ways of getting help. And I just hope he doesn't give up, you know, and just thank goodness for people like you that work at those places. And I know several of the people that have worked at those places have really Mm -hmm. just pushed him forward and given him some new tools. And that toolbox you were talking about earlier, that toolbox is so important. Just put as many tools as you can in there, all different shapes and sizes, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, I'm sorry to hear that he's not doing so well, but, but, um, you know, he's been a fighter. He's going to continue, you yeah. know, it's, it's not the kind of thing that just ends, you know, and especially with all the support he has. So. That's for sure. And, yeah. you know, like I was saying with music, it, you're never done. Well, that'll be the same with Joey. It's not like right. this whole episode will ever be behind us. He's right. always going to have addictions as I do. Mm-hmm. I'm still struggling mm-hmm. with my, um, sugar and workaholism and other addictions yeah. I have. And so it's not like we'll say, okay, we're done with that. This right. is going to be a lifelong process because right. both of us have trauma and it's not like it can just disappear. We just right. learn to, to deal with it better, right? Learn to um, yeah. handle it, learn to stay learn. on top of it if you, if you can. And if you start to fall under, then get out that toolbox, right? Yes. <laughs> have you noticed people during COVID have had more trouble with their trauma? Has it brought up more things? Yeah, yeah. Because people are spending more time alone. Yes. People are, you know, a lot of people have lost their jobs. And so that brings on mm-hmm. extra loss and grief. But I think one of the biggest things is a lot of these people are workaholics because and they stay busy because of things that they don't want to look at within themselves. Ding, ding, and ding, so they're ding, forced. Ding. Yeah. Yeah. That's me right there. <laughs> so they're forced to sit with it uh-huh. and then it's bringing up all this stuff. And yeah. a lot of times people don't even realize like that was the thing with me. Like I went for a therapy and I actually went for EMDR therapy, which uh-huh. is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing for people who don't know. Um, <laughs> I had went for EMDR therapy after I left the abusive husband and had a total breakdown and left nursing for a little while. I went for that and it changed my life, but I didn't realize I went to therapy and she offered the EMDR and I did not realize that my childhood (laughs) had affected 
my adulthood yeah. and which is you know of course it did but yeah, so, many, so many people don't realize that right and right it sounds like your childhood a lot of it was similar to mine except we weren't um we didn't have the poverty piece, but the, the mm -hmm. neglect and the just disconnection yeah. I have. Yeah. So I totally understand that. But it didn't seem like trauma. Right. I had to really do a lot of reading and understanding what trauma is because I thought trauma yeah. had to be like a car accident or exactly. a, you know, something big. Something that, huge and traumatic. That's like a huge thing. One in event. Your life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when you're growing up, if that's your life, you don't think of it yeah. as anything traumatic. It's like, this is how life uh, is. Isn't this know? how everybody is? I don't know. <laughs> right. That's all you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so glad you found things that helped you and that you were able to, you know, get yeah. through a lot of your trauma. I'm sure you're still dealing with little bits and pieces that keep coming up, but of course, yeah, like, like you, you said, got, <laughs> you got the ongoing working on it. That's awesome. So yeah. for those that don't know about hypnotherapy, can you tell us a little bit about what it looks like? Yeah. How do you do it? So if anybody's ever had a guided meditation to where you're listening to another you know, just meditation and you're listening to it, it's very similar to that, except we go into a state of hypnosis daily, which is more of a state of almost like a dream state. It's the state between awake and asleep. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can be daydreaming or you can be just like spacing out, you know, yeah. <laughs> like with your, if you're driving and you're on autopilot and you miss your turn, yeah. you know, or you get home and you're like, oh my gosh, I hope everything's okay because I don't even remember driving. <laughs> <laughs> I know so, that's such a weird feeling. So yeah. that's the kind of state you can get. So into. that's the state that we, we help, you know, guide you to that state. And then from there, we can focus your subconscious mind to the desired intention or if there isn't any kind of specific, you know, such as losing weight, quitting smoking, which is what hypnosis is known for a lot mm -hmm. of, but with hypnotherapy, it's more about deeper things. It's more about the childhood trauma and bringing that stuff to light, you know, but it's helping you. We're guiding you within yourself so that you can dig those things up, see them, get to the root, release them. But one of the awesome things about it is if people aren't ready, your subconscious isn't going to show it to you. I was just going to say, your your body won't let you go farther than right. you can handle, right? right. And you people don't... have fallen asleep. And I think of that as like a, a you know, disassociation where they're, they're shutting down. Okay, right. this is really relaxing. I'm going to go to sleep. I don't want to go there. Yes, that's <laughs> understandable. Know? Yeah, because oh. you don't know what's in there. So you can't like go out and go fishing and go pick out what they need to work on. They have to right. bring it up in their own mind. Right. One thing people have told me, a lot of people actually that come to me, they're tired of telling their story. They've been to mm. therapists and they just seem to be going in circles and not getting any real conclusion. Mm -hmm. And so I tell them, you don't have to tell me anything more than what you want to tell me. Because yeah. it's nothing that I do for you or to you. I'm just guiding you within yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're doing the work in there. And either you do or you don't. You know? Right. You can go as far as you want or as fast as you want yeah. or deep as you want. That's a right. really great tool. I, I've never had hypnotherapy, but I mm. I have known about it and I have yeah. friends that do it. And I, I think I might have to try it now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. And I do them just by through Zoom like this, especially if it's, you know, in another country, I can do it through Zoom. Um, but most people just like to have it on the phone and they have their earbuds in oh. or have it on speakerphone and um, they just lay back in their own bed and then they just put me on. And um, we discussed beforehand, you know, if they want me to just hang up, if they fall asleep or if they want me to make sure they're awake. Uh-huh. And um, I always give a free consultation and that has a sample session in it for somebody who's never had it or wants to see what it's like before they really commit to, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm having sessions and it's just a short little session. It's just like a relaxation session so yeah. they can see how it feels. Yeah. I bet some people are pretty scared. Oh yeah. 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 People at the fairs and stuff that make people embarrassed. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. they, they don't help at all. Um, but it's, yeah, it, is that using the same, same subconscious awareness yeah that's a hypnotist that's a stage hypnosis it's a completely different thing and I never learned that so I I never took any training for that and it wasn't within my hypnotherapy training so I'm not sure exactly how they do that I know I couldn't do that if I wanted to so it, it is a different thing and it's really unfortunate that you know that's what people think of yeah. You know, when they think of hypnotherapy, but we use hypnosis in a therapeutic model, which is, you know, recognized by the American Medical Association and approved and by the yeah. British Medical Association yeah. as well. So that's what I tell people. It's not stage hypnosis. You're always under complete control. Yeah. You can always hear me, but some people kind of tune out and just go in deep. And they, it's funny because sometimes if it's really, um, we're doing a lot of work in there. And the things that I'm saying, they might come out and say they didn't hear me. They didn't remember anything I said. But then they tell me like the work that they did had to do with what I was saying. So I love when that happens because it just really shows the subconscious is paying attention, which is, you know, what we want. Oh, that's so great. Are there some (laughs) insurance companies that are covering hypnotherapy now or is it still? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware. They need to get on board with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because that'll make the difference between, you know, the education and, the you know, the ones that have had, you know, just a, a weekend, you know, or a three day course oh, or whatever compared right. to, you know, and being actually certified or, yeah. So that if someone was going to look for therapists, they would want to find a certified hypnotherapist. Is that what you look yeah. for? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the organization that it's the ACHE? So that's American Council of Hypnotists Examiners. Okay. And um, that they have a on their website, it's just ACHE, I think, dot com, I think it is. But they have a whole list of schools that are approved. And they also have some people, um, they have some of the hypnotherapists listed on their website as well. But I wanted to mention too that I, I had stopped at saying that I had taken that training in 2010 mm-hmm. and I was still doing nursing but I was doing a little bit of hypnotherapy here and there, but I didn't have my own business until um, 2020. I took more training. So that's when I got my certification, okay. went for more training and, uh, and I was able to quit nursing. Yay. <laughs> Even with COVID, you were just able to stay home and, and do hypnotherapy on the, on zoom. Oh. Yeah. And that, that was the awesome. big thing is that I was able to do it remotely and I had clients in, or one client in Paris even, and I wow. had a couple clients in Canada. So That's it was so awesome. Great. Yeah. Was that the case before COVID or did COVID make everyone realize, oh, you can do this thing <laughs> remotely? 
you know, you know, and when I was doing it in 2010, there the instructor was teaching that you can do it remotely. But of course, at that time, it was thought that you would have a better outcome if it was in person. Yeah. But now it's, you know, it's been shown that it's just as well. And some people actually do much better if they're able to do it in their own safe space, you know, and they can go right to sleep afterwards. They don't have to switch right back to that conscious mind and drive home. Yeah, Yeah, that's for sure. And I was thinking too, maybe some people would like to just do it on the phone so they don't see someone looking at them. Right. And and that's the thing, even if somebody choose, because I let people choose, do you want the phone or Zoom? And once they do a Zoom session or two, then like, why don't we just go back to the phone? Because yeah, they don't, need me to look at them with their eyes closed laying back anyway yeah they don't have to worry about what they're wearing or you know what's behind them or gives them a lot of freedom just to go to the work and not worry about all that extra stuff wow and so you've worked with parents with struggling teens and oh all that heartache and the chaos and confusion how has hypnotherapy helped them well it really helps with just your basic stress relief just Mm -hmm. to completely relax and let go for a time to release some of that stress and some of that burden and of, you know, always holding on to that responsibility and not to say that it goes away, but you can release it for a little while. And it also helps you to deal with anything that is within you that might be similar to your child's trauma or to feel responsible for, you know, is it something that I did, you know, or is, are they, you know, or like addiction, a lot of times it is because of, you know, there's that addictive gene. And so the, mm-hmm. you know, children will carry that on. Yeah. And so to let go of some of that guilt and to have some self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So yes. yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah. I think that when our kids hit adolescence, mm-hmm. we get slammed with whatever is left (laughs) that we didn't figure out already from our adolescence whatever loose ends there are bam there they are right in front of you and (laughs) it's easy to just blame the kid like oh jesus kid is so hard but a lot of times it's just bringing up our own stuff Mm -hmm. that we aren't even sometimes aware of right so i bet therapy could really get into those dark corners right yeah things that people have have to be willing though too so if you're if you're not willing to go there if you some people really don't want to know some people think that they want to know but they get in there and they put up a block you know and they'll Mm -hmm. either fall asleep or they just will kind of hang on every word and stay focused on your talking rather than just letting go Mm -hmm. so you know it's really up to the person you know the client that wants to have real healing Mm -hmm. You know, I can't do it for you. <laughs> you yeah. know, just like anything, nobody can do it for you. Right. You, you have, have to, to want it yourself. Mm-hmm. Does it sometimes take people a few times to get kind of released into it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of why I like to do the sample session. It's not just for them, it's for me too, mm-hmm. because I can tell a lot of times with the first, just even that little sample session, some people go really deep. And then I know they're going to you know, resolve their issues sooner, most mm-hmm. likely depending on what it is, but, mm-hmm. but they're really going to be able to let go and get in there. Also, I can tell how visual somebody is and it will help me to, you know, to know what kind of technique I'm going to use. Am I going to use more visualizations or am I going to use more, you know, just feeling kind of words. So it really helps to see how they are going to respond 
for me as well as them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Very, very good. Do, does this work on teens? Is it possible to do it on teens? Is it oh, yeah. People, to... There's even children, believe it or not. Oh. And I don't work with, with teens or children, but I actually, I have some colleagues that do. I have you know some friends in the hypnotherapy world that, that do work with children and teens. So, oh. yeah. And it does help addiction. I, you, you mentioned smoking cessation. That's kind yes. of what it's most well known for, right? Right. Yeah. Um, how does it work with addiction? What is it? What's the key? Well, I would say the key is with addiction is getting to the root cause of the trauma, Uh you know, so many things (laughs) are rooted in your childhood, you know, even if there wasn't trauma, you know, it just sometimes there's like, say, for example, somebody that wants to lose weight, which is another biggie for Mm -hmm. hypnotherapy, Mm -hmm. You know, maybe their mother just always was on a diet or always talking about how fat they were just sort of in the background, you know, Mm -hmm. and that wouldn't be considered trauma, but it affected that child growing up their whole life. And um, so, you know, you want to get to the root causes. And with addiction, a lot of times it's numbing yourself from some sort of trauma. So we want to get to that root and not necessarily... It's not, you know, so many, you have some hypnotherapists that, um, or some hypnotherapy programs that are known just for quitting smoking and they go about it with, you know, trying to set the intentions of, you know, you're going to vomit if you smell smoke or you, next time you have one, you're going to want to take a drink of water instead or something. But, you know, for me, I'd rather get down to that root rather than yeah. causing a different reaction. Let's, let's get rid of the reason yeah. that you started in the first place. Yeah. yeah. So you have to reflect and go, what, when I'm smoking, what am I avoiding or what am I trying to cover up or what's happening at the moment that I mm. want to, or begin to feel relapse, you know, ah. or what's happening at that moment, you know, when I want to, whatever the addiction is, or like you said, what am I avoiding? You know, like if it's, if it's gaming, for instance, you know, what am I avoiding? What am I doing this instead of, mm-hmm. and why? You know? Yeah. And is that what I want to be doing? Maybe I mm-hmm. want to be avoiding that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, but maybe. And we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, that's, that's excellent. And I, I'm very hopeful that things like this will get more and more out yeah. into the world and, uh, destigmatized and and more normal, more normalized, yeah. and just like okay, of course, everyone does hypnotherapy. Absolutely. And there's yeah. so many ways we can help ourselves and and help our kids and yeah, uh, to live better and get get some of that burden taken away, right? Yeah, and as we're helping ourselves just by that self care, you are helping your children. Yeah, just by that self care, you know, don't feel guilty for. You know, if you're a parent, whether it's a, a parent of a, of a child with any trauma or any addictions or anything, you know, whether or not, you know, you are just your self-care alone, you know, think about that parent who's always talking about needing to lose weight. Well, what about a parent who's always saying, I need my therapy time, you know, I'm going to go take my yes. therapy time or I'm going to go, you know, do whatever it is, you know, that yes. you're doing for yourself. Yeah. Your children are watching you, whether you know it or yeah. not. And yeah. yeah, if they realize, oh, therapy is just part of regular maintenance. Right. It's what helps mom feel better. <laughs> yeah. We want mom to feel good, right? <laughs> right. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely. 
Oh, that's so important. It's so easy to just get consumed with our kids, especially mm-hmm. when they're just in so much struggle and pain. Mm-hmm. But if we can take care of ourselves and make sure yeah. we are in a solid place. So when our kid has chaos, we can be rooted right. and okay right. over here. So we're both not flipping out. It's right. good if one of us doesn't Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, is there anything we haven't mentioned yet that you would like to talk about, about your work? No, just that, you know, they can find me on hypnobreakthrough.com. And I have a lot of information on the website. Yeah, you do. uh, I'll put that link in the in the notes. That's great. And I know you also are a co-host of a podcast. Did you want to? Yes. Yes. So transgender mentor, and we're on every Sunday. We're on live. (laughs) I know that's brave, but we, we do a live a live podcast on YouTube, Transgender Mentor. And um, it's my friend is Lona Curry, and he's a trans man. You know, we just did an LGBTQ episode, and I'm lesbian, and I'm super supportive of anyone doing any work around that. Yeah. So thank you for that. And um, I, I listened to a couple of episodes. It's really, really good. It's Oh, great. It's thank really you. Yeah. yeah. I think every episode is so full of information, and it's just supposed to be a safe place to help people Mm -hmm. understand a little better, you know, to bring people together, you know, with for equality and for unity and, and to not fear differences, you know? Yeah. Is it made for trans people to listen to mostly or for everyone else? No, that's the reason I'm there. (laughs) I'm cisgender female, you know? Um, So because we want everybody to feel like, you know, this is the place to go to get the information that I might not feel comfortable asking my, you know, trans or, you know, anybody in the LGBTQ community that I might know, or somebody at work or family member that's just come out, you know, rather than going to them and asking a bunch of questions, you know, this is a podcast where you can learn some, you know, some things or to learn how to be a good ally, you know, just so you can be more understanding. That's awesome. I'll put the link to that pod in the notes as well. Great. Uh, Thank you. Well, you're doing so many great things. I'm sorry for the trauma that you incurred as a child and throughout and, uh, but look, look at you now. I know I didn't come this far to only come this far, right? You're going (laughs) way farther. You're going to keep on going. I can tell you've got a great energy and I I can tell you have a real heart for helping people. Yeah. Thank you. So I told you at the beginning, you'd have a special message from Joey. I had lunch with him very recently before he left on a big trip and he's making a very big transition. So he wanted to send you his love. So here's his words. Hey guys, this is Joey. I'm just checking in um, here with my mom. I want to tell you guys that I'm going to be moving out of state and it's going to be a big transition for me. And I just want you all to know that I have you guys in my heart thinking about you. Uh, I, I missed the podcast. Hopefully we'll come back soon. Get on a few pods. All of you guys are in my heart. Love you guys. Um, stay safe and live life. Bye. So thank you everyone for listening and for supporting Safe Home Podcast. We wish you all very well. And Pamela and I want you to stay, stay safe. safe.